It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions. Supply. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to the Having It All podcast, the show about what it takes to live an abundant, loving life. My name is Matthew Bivens, and each week I'm helping you get out of your head so that you can truly have it all. Let's do it. What's going on, everybody? Matthew Bivens here, and welcome to the podcast. I'm super excited and appreciative that you're hanging out today, particularly those of you who have been having a tough go today. For those of you who this day or this week has just been challenging, and it's required you to dig deep just to stay afloat, right? And you feel like all sorts of things have been hitting you. Life has been hitting you from the left and from the right, yet you decided to make a deposit into yourself by listening to this particular episode. For you especially, I'm grateful because I know what that feels like. I know what it feels like when you're just getting your butt kicked. And yet it's in those moments that when you choose to love on yourself, when you choose to take care of yourself, when you choose to do something for you, that's when it really matters. When it's, when it's hard to do, that's when it matters. So I get it. And I'm appreciative that you're showing up today for yourself and diving into this conversation. And boy, do we have a conversation today. You know, I say that right now in this moment as I'm recording. Uh, I don't necessarily know how the episode is going to flow. So it'll be interesting when I listen back to this. Uh, because we're talking about masculinity, masculinity today. And you know, I've had this episode earmarked on my, my notes for a little while because I knew I wanted to dig into some, some of my masculinity beliefs and stories, but I just didn't, I don't know, I guess I, I, I hadn't felt truly um, inspired until, until now to do it. So just as a word of, I guess, a word of warning, there's definitely going to be some language in this episode. Uh, I am not going to hold back <laughs> because of the subject matter. I'm just going to let it rip uh, because I, I feel pretty passionately about some of this stuff. So, you know, this is not one to listen with young ears in the room. All right, let's kick things off the way that we have been for some time now. Let's talk about some magic. And I've had some pretty incredible magic. Uh, I've created some incredible uh, magic in my life recently. And again, magic is your ability to influence yourself, others, and life to create something powerful and amazing in your life. And you are creating magic all the time. You. Yes, you are. There's magic that you have created today, probably within the past hour. 
and you may not be aware of it. You might be ignoring it, totally oblivious to it. And so what, what I want to do is help to bring awareness around the fact that you are a magical person. You are a creator of magic. So my first example, it really happened because of all of you. The podcast this past weekend passed 500,000 downloads. Wow. Yeah, that, I mean, that's something that uh, I, I, I didn't think about when I launched this show over two years ago. Um, I really didn't have numbers in my head, but having hit that milestone, that's pretty incredible, half a million downloads, and it was because of you. You know, you've tuned in, you've subscribed, you've listened to episodes, and you've allowed the content to really seep in, and you've walked away with some powerful nuggets, some takeaways, and then you've returned, and you know, by doing that, we together hit 500,000 downloads, pretty freaking cool. And I just want to say thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for supporting the mission of this show, you know, which is creating your abundant loving loving life. And just, you know, by being it. So I'm I'm eternally eternally grateful to you. I really am. So 500,000 downloads. That was my first piece of magic. And my second piece of magic is something I influenced myself to do. Um the past 30 days I uh, I gave myself a little fitness challenge, and that 30 days ended yesterday. And so what I was doing is I was doing 100 squats, 75 push-ups, and 25 pull-ups every day for 30 days. And what sort of the inspiration behind that was that uh, I have this pull-up bar in my house, and you know I use this fitness app and uh, to to track different habits and really to instill some new habits in me and. Um, working out and exercise, physical exercise is on there. And so I go to a gym twice a week, uh, but I also have some home exercises that I uh, am playing for to do a number of times each week. And I just found that I wasn't doing them. And because I wasn't doing them, I started to create this unhealthy relationship to my pull-up bar. You know, whenever I'd see it, I would judge myself for not having used it in a while. So I wanted to shift that. And I thought, what, what a better way to shift that than for me to commit to doing something with the pull-up bar, with my body, every day. So it was a really cool 30 days. Uh, some days it was much easier for me to knock them out than others. Um, always mentally. Uh, physically, you know, those, those reps, I've got those reps. But it was always the mental practice of just doing it, you know, committing the 10 minutes to just knock them out. And some days I, I knock them out first thing in the morning. And other days I waited till, you know, midnight, you know, just before midnight and I got them in. But um, I didn't miss a day and I learned a lot. I learned a lot about myself and what was really great about it, I think one of my biggest takeaways was building of my own sense of personal trust in myself. You know, I have started and stopped a lot of goals in my life, a lot of goals, and I've accomplished a lot of goals. But it's funny how I don't focus on the goals I've accomplished. I simply focus on the ones that I've started and then stopped, you know, the areas where I have been inconsistent. And then I I judge myself and I say, well, you're never going to have the type of, you know, business that you want because you can't keep this little goal. You're never going to achieve the type of of fitness you want because you can't even do this thing, right? You're never going to be the type of, of 
peaceful, calm person you want because you can't even meditate five minutes a day. Those are like the thoughts that would go through my head. And so, you know, to commit to 30 days, to show up for myself for 30 days and to do it, it helps to re-script those thoughts or at least replace them, you know, and and um, just showing up for myself and doing that. It's like, wow, I can trust that, you know what, when I make a commitment, I can follow through. And I know there's so many other examples of my life where I have followed through on commitments, but but setting this one and checking things off on the calendar, it was really it was really awesome. And one of the things I noticed was that there were ripples. After about a week of being consistent, I wanted to start incorporating different habits in my life. And I wanted to start doing other things because I was experiencing momentum in this one area. So I said, huh, you know, it's been a while since I've sat down and read a book cover to cover. Let me, let me work on doing some more reading. And, and since then, I've, I've gotten up early a number of times. I was up at 5.30 this morning to read. I just got up. It's quiet in my house. Maya wakes up about 7 a.m. So I knew I had an hour and a half if I got up at 5.30 to just have the house to myself. It's peaceful. It's quiet and read. That is something that I highly doubt I would have done had I not been in this 30-day fitness challenge. So the ripples really just kind of go out and, and they touched my life in all these different areas. So that was total magic. And stemming from this experience, you know, I want to bring that type of feeling, that type of feeling of accomplishment, feeling of, of trustworthiness in yourself. Um, I want to bring it to all of you. So I, I plan on creating something around this 30-day idea. Um, a group, some sort of, of challenge, or I don't know exactly what it is, but I'm noodling on different things. And, uh, and, and I really want to bring this to the Having It All community because I got so much out of it. Um, Sarah did it with me as well, by the way. She, she jumped on board after my first day when I told her what I had been doing. She's like, oh, I'm in. And having her there with me was huge because I knew that she was going to get her checks on the calendar. So it helped hold me accountable to putting my checks on the calendar. So I want to bring this to, to you, to the community. And um, now I'm, uh, I'm holding myself accountable, having put it out in the episode like that. So stay tuned. There will be some details. I want to share some listener love now. I always get such amazing emails from you all, amazing reviews on iTunes, and today's listener love comes from Instagram. I've been uh, more open to, to Instagram lately, so I want to give a shout out to Wendy. And Wendy, thank you so much for tagging me on the episode you were listening to and for you know sending me your ideas on different things you would like me to, to cover in the, in the podcast and for just the conversation. It was very cool. And uh, so Wendy was listening to the episode, my personal mission statement, what knowing what you're playing for will change your life. And um, I love what you did, Wendy, and I'm, I'm encouraging uh, you all to do it as well. Take a screenshot. Take a screenshot of, your, of you listening to the episode on your phone, whatever podcast player that you have, uh, and then post that on Instagram and tag me in it. And that is such a, a cool way to let me know, hey, this is what I'm listening to. This is what episode I'm being inspired by right now. And uh, we can get into a cool conversation and dialogue about it. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty. And luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. So, Wendy, thanks again for that. Um, again, I loved your suggestions on topics. You had some, some suggestions about learning how to receive help and asking for help. I think that's great. And then uh, just getting into the, the topic of how to talk about deep, sensitive, maybe even taboo topics with kids. That's huge. So uh, I, might, I might, you know, uh, do something around those, those two things in the future. So, Wendy, thanks so much. Um, and if you want to connect with me on Instagram, it's Matthew underscore Bivens. And um, right now, you'll see, I don't post a lot, but I do use it for connecting with with people. And, you know, I do love having conversations. I love hearing your feedback. I like hearing your topic suggestions. Those are particularly awesome because then I can create the content that you want. I can talk about the things that you want to hear. I think that's that's super crucial. Um, and then, you know, if you have anything else, you just want to send some love, whatever, hit me up on Instagram. You can also email me, mattcbivens at gmail.com. And then I've got the contact form on my website, matthewbivens.com, and uh, get in touch. All right. Let's talk about masculinity. So when I first started thinking about what I wanted to share about masculinity, I just kind of listed off a bunch of things. And I didn't really know how I wanted to like the vibe of this conversation, because there's a lot of things people have written about masculinity that you can go read. And I did a little bit of research. I typed in uh, masculinity complexes or stereotypes about masculinity or different things like that. And there's a lot of really smart, well done, thoroughly researched um, articles and information out there. And if this topic, uh, 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 you know, piques your interest, go and do a Google search. What I'm going to be sharing is my experience, particularly the things that trigger those, those fucking masculinity stereotypes. The bullshit, really. The bullshit that says this is how a man is supposed to be. This is how a man is supposed to act. This is how a man is supposed to behave. Because there's different areas in my life, different things that trigger those beliefs in my mind. And when those beliefs are triggered, I inevitably feel like less than a man. And this episode has a, has a number of purposes. One of the purposes is that I want to be vulnerable and I want to share. And uh, I want to, you know, give you listening insight. Maybe you're a female listening right now. You get insight into the male brain and the male experience um, if you have a partner, or husband, boyfriend, or whatever, and you're like, "Why is he always acting like this?" Well, I'm gonna 
I'm going to share some things that might be the reasons why he's behaving the way he's behaving. I also want to share and just be an example for other men. Because you know what, men? We have been taught that sharing emotions is weak. We have been taught and conditioned that, you know, real men are, are stoic. You're strong and we're stoic and we talk like this and all of that shit. Yet, those same real men who, who think and act and behave that way, you know, their experience of life is greatly diminished, particularly when the way they handle emotions and stress uh, show up in terms of things like heart attack, in terms of their health failing, in terms of their relationship failing. Those are some of the byproducts of being that person who denies a huge aspect of themselves, which is our emotions. And the final reason that I'm interested in talking about this stuff is very personal. I want to release this shit. I'm done. I don't want to have these triggers anymore. I don't want to feel this way anymore because there's nothing empowering about it. There's nothing healing about it. There's nothing loving about some of the the, the stuff that comes up within me. And so I'm I'm going to release it today. A lot of the stuff I haven't talked about, I haven't shared with Sarah, I haven't shared with friends, right? Because oh, God forbid you open up in front of a group of guys, right? So like I haven't shared a lot of these things. I'm just ready to let go of them. There's a lot of cool ass things I want to create and experience in my life. And some of these triggers and stereotypes and beliefs and all of that absolutely diminish and change, dampen my life experience, my perspective on things. So that's why I'm sharing today. All right, let's get into some of this. I made a list. I have seven things. I'm sure more stuff's going to come up as I go through this list. Uh, but here are some, some of the things that when I experience them, when I hear them, it triggers this sense of, Matthew, you are not a man. The first one is around money. First one is when Sarah generates more money than me in any given month. I, like a lot of dudes out there, I imagine, just have this belief that the male is the breadwinner and that if I am not bringing home more money more consistently than my partner, then I'm fucking up. I'm, I'm, I'm not pushing it. I'm not grinding. I'm not hustling. I'm not, you know, doing whatever I need. I'm not forcing my way into business meetings and conversations and selling and whatever. And I'm just not showing up powerfully as a man if she's out earning me. And since both Sarah and I are entrepreneurs and we work from home and our businesses are irregular income, meaning they ebb and they flow, right? Some months, the amount of, of, of income she generates or clients that she, she attracts and things she creates is super high and through the roof and amazing. And mine may not be there that month, right? And then when I go and do our numbers, because we do our budget every week and, and we look at the numbers and I, I see right in our spreadsheet how much Sarah brought in and, and through what means and how much I brought in and through what means. And when I add all that stuff up and I'm like, fuck, she's bringing in twice as much money as me. It just triggers all of that crap, all of that stuff about the man is supposed to make more money. I am ready to release that. I married an incredibly powerful, intelligent, confident, capable, badass goddess. 
And when you're rolling with the amount of, of, of energy and purpose that she is, you create stuff, right? When you have that sense of personal value and worth, you attract things to you. So there should be no reason why I wouldn't want her to just open up, surrender, surrender all of her stuff and just allow the world's abundance, allow the universal abundance to just flow to her. That's truly what I want. And then what blocks sometimes me being so appreciative of her and grateful of her and in awe of her and supportive are those dumb bullshit thoughts of, wow, look how much she's making. Look how much you're not. I'm releasing it. Peace. You're out of here. The second thing that triggers some of my masculinity stereotypes is not having that action figure physique, not having that Instagram physique. Everybody knows what I'm talking about, right? That perfectly chiseled body, right? That, that, that tan, like hairless or whatever. I don't know. I don't, you know, action figures are hairless, but uh, you know, that, that like cover of the men's health magazine physique. There we go. That's the one. And if you don't have that, you aren't a true man. And this one goes a little bit deeper, I imagine, because it's like, if you don't have that, you're not a true man, and your, the, your partner is probably wanting that. So they're not getting from you the type of masculinity traits that they truly want. And then it goes deeper and deeper and deeper. But that is absolutely, for most of my life, I'd say since I was in middle school, that was the first time I remember receiving feedback about my body. Somebody said, oh my gosh, you have such skinny ankles. I can remember that, man. I can remember what the girl looked like. I don't, I don't remember her name at all. I know where I was. We were in like the, the gym and we were doing something on the, on the ground, like on yoga mats or something. And I stood up and I like stepped over her leg and went to walk out of the, the space. And she said, oh my gosh, you have such skinny ankles. And like that shit stuck with me. And so from that moment on, I was too skinny. I was too small, right? I was not enough. And I think it may have even been the same girl or another group of girls one time came to me and said, man, I wish you were taller. I wish you were a little bit, you know, older looking. Do you have an older brother, right? The little moments, but that stuck with me to where I am today. And I'll be flipping through, you know, Instagram or, or whatever thing or flipping through a magazine. And you see that, that action figure physique, that cover of Men's Health Magazine physique, and I'm like, fuck, I don't have that. Since I don't look like that, I'm just not showing up powerfully as a man. And it just like hits me in that place. And I know that's complete bullshit. I know that like I am sitting here judging this person and seeing one trait of them and assuming that everything else in their life is so beautiful and golden and perfect and aligned and that all of this stuff because they have this one trait that I feel a little bit of envy about. And I know that's total bullshit. But it's so interesting when something triggers you and it takes you back into that, that state of lack, that place of, of fear, that place of judgment. It's so interesting how all of the lessons and the tools and the higher, higher states of, of, of being those higher perspectives, those elevated beliefs, they just go out the window. They're just gone. It's like they never were even within you at all. So funny how that happens. And so for me, that body image, 
is definitely something that I'm ready to release. Get the fuck out. Peace. Number three for me, I've never been in a fist fight. I have never been punched in the face. I've never been seriously punched in my whole body, anywhere in my whole body, and I've never punched another person, right? And because of that, I I have these feelings that like I don't know myself in some way. Like I can't defend myself. I don't know my strength or I'm not even strong. Like I, I think part of that, that, that trigger for me is I haven't been in a fight because I've run away from any opportunity to fight. I've run away of, 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 from any scenario and men don't run away. That's not what we do. And it's so interesting because who the hell wants to be punched in the face? Like I'm sure anybody who's been punched in the face didn't enjoy the experience. And here I am, some part of me really wants to be punched in the face. Like I really envy those people who've been in fights because in my mind I'm saying, well, at least they know something about themselves. At least they know how to fight and defend themselves. And I'm equating that with some form of manliness. Men do that. Men fight and they wrestle and they're violent. And you aren't a man because you've never done that. That was a really interesting one for me. By the way, when I was making this list, like that one came out third and I was like, wow, yeah, that's so true. That's in there. Like that belief is really in there. And it's so funny because I can, <clears throat> you know, I, I can uh, hold on to that belief and discount every challenging, ass-kicking situation that I've ever been in. Actually, I won't call it ass-kicking. I don't necessarily mean, you know, fighting. I mean a situation, a scenario that is like kicked your butt emotionally, Right. I will I will discount and negate any tough situation that I've been in when I think the, uh, the about the fact that I've never been in a fist fight. You know, it's like, oh, you know, it's okay. You've you've experienced loss. You've experienced relationships ending. You've experienced you know the the death of ego in many ways, and that's that's okay. But you've never been in a fight, so you really don't know. It's fascinating. It's fascinating what we come up with what we come up with to defend those thoughts and beliefs that we have. So I'm ready to let that one go. Peace. Get the fuck out of here. Next, growing up in a household with three women and not feeling manly as a kid. So when I was nine going on 10, my parents got divorced and my dad moved out. And from that point until I left for college, so you know, about nine years, I um I was in the house with my mom and my two sisters. And at some point in time, I had this belief that because I grew up in a household of women, I just didn't learn many manly skills or manly traits. And I instead I adopted, and again, this is total bullshit. I'm just letting you know some of the stuff that goes in my mind. I adopted all these emotional traits and 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 these, you know, these feminine aspects to myself. And now as a result, I don't know how to relate to manly things or manly men or tap into my manly side because I spent those formidable years around women. And I'll reinforce that by saying that I get along with women much better. Throw me in a room of women and I'm cool. Throw me in a room of men, I'm like, I'm awkward, I'm comparing myself. 
I think of work situations. Like, oh yeah, of course, you've always gotten along better with, with women and work better with women in groups. And that's not true. None of that stuff is true, but it's just easy to create those examples to reinforce this belief that doesn't serve me. There's so many amazing things that I have received from growing up in a household of women. There really, truly is. And I love those aspects of my personality and my experience that were so unique to that situation. It's made me a better father, made me a better husband, it's made me a better lover, made me a better friend, it's made me a better man. Yet, there are those moments when I will allow that life experience and really me not having any control over it, right? I, I couldn't control my mom and dad getting divorced and leaving and, and where I lived. I did have an option at one point. My dad said I could come and, and live with him if I wanted. But at that point, he lived in about 45 minutes away and I didn't want to change schools. And, you know, my whole, my whole sphere, my, my, my circle of friends, everything, my bubble was where my mom lived. So no, I wasn't going to, I wasn't going to leave, but I did have choice. But here I am, you know, looking at the whole situation and making it mean something about who I am as a man. And that is fascinating. I'm sure there's plenty manly men who I I may have idolized at one time who grew up in a household of women. Maybe I'll look at somebody like, uh, I don't know, like, like a Vin Diesel and be like, oh, look at this guy. He's, you know, bald-headed and muscles and works on cars. He's the epitome of man. And who knows? He, maybe he grew up in a household with like 12 sisters, right? But I just focus on the things that help to bolster my argument about myself. So peace. Get out of here. I'm like, I'm, I'm done with that, with that stuff. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. The next one, and there's two more after this. Not being able to grow a James Harden-style beard. If you don't know who James Harden is or his beard, go Google him. He's a basketball player. He has a big old beard. And I've never been able to grow a ton of facial hair. And it's funny. I feel like every year, my facial hair gets a little bit more thick, a little bit more dense. But I'm always, I feel like I'm always wanting it to look different, wanting to, to have that manly beard. Because in No Shave November, that's when all the real men grow big old beards. And if you can put a pencil in your beard and it stays, then you're a man and shit like that. And that's th- that one probably has 
some some real sneaky roots and that they go deep because you know some of the other ones I feel like there are things I could actually do right like I could go get a job and make more money than Sarah you know I could I could change my diet and 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 emphasize working out and and you know put on more muscle but there's not much I can do to like grow a beard <laughs> like can't do a whole lot to get a real thick, dense beard. And so I think that there, there's something about this one that uh, still like just has like a nagging like, like scratch at my heart because it's like, you won't be able to do this. You won't be able to do this. But it's, it's just so funny, right? You know, equating hairiness to masculinity. And, and all of the stuff that has come along with that, the male grooming products and, and all of the different things. It's like, this is what being a man is. You go on the website, Art of Manliness. It's like a dude with big facial hair. Like, that's what we say men are. Men grow big, thick mustaches and big old beards. And we can do it whenever we want. We can just squeeze and the hair grows out of our faces. And so that's totally something that I have held on to over the years, probably since uh, college. That was when um, dudes were actually growing beards and doing different things with them. And, and that was a topic of conversation. And I had friends who then grew really big old, you know, big old beards. And, you know, I just never could. So that's something that I'm like, get the fuck out of here. My facial hair has nothing to do with who I am as a man. So peace. Number six for me is the fact that I never really dated a whole lot. I had a few relationships starting when I was 17. That was my first uh, actual relationship, which lasted for a summer, and then I went off to college. And then relationships kind of sprinkled here and there uh, through my 20s. But I was never like a, a dude that dated a whole lot. And I think What's wrapped up in that is this belief or perception of myself that I am, I am not a quote-unquote ladies' man. And that it says something about my man essence, that all these women didn't want to flock to me to date me, or I didn't have the confidence to approach women, right? It, all of these different, different aspects go into these beliefs that I have around the fact that I haven't dated a whole lot, and I never did. Despite having the desire to, I just never did. And so that, that's, a, that's an interesting one for me because it's almost like, you know, in, 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 at least on TV and movies, there's conversations you see a group of men talking about all the women they've slept with, all their conquests, right? And I, I don't think I've ever been in that sort of exact type of conversation where we're just comparing notes, basically. But I, I've been in some sort of conversation like that, right? Where we're talking about different experiences and, you know, it was, it was definitely more evolved and elevated than what you might see in movies and stuff. But it's had the same sort of ego stroking um, um, undertones to it. That there was, there was an aspect of the conversation that whoever here can share the wildest sex story or whoever here has has slept with the most women, you kind of like, you walk away from that with your chin up a little bit higher. Like, yeah, you know, like I got, I got the stuff because all these women, all these women want me. And that's always been an interesting, interesting thing to me, particularly because it's, it's funny, like 
the tradition is to date and then find a person and then you're with that person, right? Like that's that's sort of what the American culture uh, really pushes and promotes in a lot of ways. And yet we celebrate people who have a lot of partners and and don't settle down in that fashion or at least wait until the right time. It's like, I, I don't know, that, that's just, uh, these thoughts are, are kind of might sound a bit confused because they're just coming out of my brain, out of my mouth right now, straight from my brain. But, you know, we, we value the monogamy aspect of relationships, yet not even so secretly, I was going to say secretly celebrate non-monogamy, but it's pretty overt, at least with men. With men, it's like you celebrate the number of, of, uh, of, of sexual partners that you've had, and the more the better. Don't get too many though, because then you're you're like you know you're the man whore and you're you're unclean or whatever. But like you know you want to have a healthy number, like in the teens or twenties. At least that's what the bullshit stereotype in my mind says is healthy. Have teens and or twenties number of partners, and you know you want to have have had those partners between like eighteen to I don't know twenty eight during that ten year span, and then stop, and then you're done. Pick your one and be happy with that person. It's just interesting shit. It really is. And since I was never a person that dated, I, you know, didn't, you know, growing up and, and, and going through teens and 20s, didn't sleep with, with many different women. I didn't have a, a lot of different sexual partners. Um, so I didn't feel like a man in that area. I felt inexperienced, you know, and, and, there's self-image things tied in there. And there's absolutely confidence things wrapped up all in there. So that is something I am ready to release. Because again, you can't change that. I'm not changing my dating pattern from 15 years ago. Nothing I can do about that shit. So get the fuck out of here. I'm done. Peace. Last one. This is interesting. This one came up for me when I was watching a commercial. And... In this commercial, I don't know what the brand was. Maybe I shouldn't say it in case they want to sponsor the show. But in the commercial, there was like a bunch of people talking about whatever the product was. And there was a guy and a girl. And the girl said something to the extent of, uh, you need, like, now you need to build us a new deck. And it was like, you know, a joke in the commercial. And then the dude gets to work and just kind of builds them a new deck. And as innocuous as it was, it's just a commercial. It triggered me because I felt like I was less less of a man because I'm not like a builder. <laughs> I, I, I'm I'm I've grown in my ability to in my handiness over the years. But like, if you asked me, "Hey Matthew, I need you to go and uh, and build a fence right now and just you know just like a ten foot fence. That's it." I'd be like, I don't know how the fuck to build a fence. So uh, let me go on Google and try to figure this out. And I'd probably build a pretty shitty fence. And there's a part of me that that believes that men do that. Men work with their hands. A man knows how to diagnose the, the, the noise his car is making. And we'll get under there and we'll fix it. He'll go to you know the auto store and he'll be like, yeah, I need this, this, and this. And give me this tool. And I need four quarts of that. And they take it home and they just like bang on shit and the car's fixed. Right? Or or you know, they need to build a new deck. 
And so they go to Home Depot and they say, give me five lengths of this and 14 pieces of this. And then they go home and in a fucking weekend, they've built a deck and then they bring all their friends over and their friends are like, oh my God, you built a deck. And all the girls are like, oh my God, you built a deck. It's that type of shit that that was triggered within me when I saw that commercial. It's fascinating. It's fascinating. And you know, there has been a part of me over the past few years that has recognized that in the work that I do, I spend a lot of time on the computer. I spend a lot of time behind the recording mic. I spend a lot of time one-on-one working with people. And I did recognize for myself that I wanted to spend more time working with my hands and just doing things. And when I started to follow those impulses, there absolutely was a part of me that was like, that felt that little manly boost because I was getting out and doing things in my yard, for example. And for sure, this year when I planted my garden, the second year that I've done a, a home vegetable garden, and I built raised garden beds, and I went to Home Depot, and I said, I need two lengths of this, and give me 14 boxes of these screws. And I went to my neighbor, and I said, let me borrow your drill. And I went to my yard, and I drilled shit together, and I built stuff, and I took pictures of it, because I was proud. Right? Like, I, I participated in that. I reinforced that stereotype. And now I'm not saying that I want to stop all of my house projects because I've actually realized that I enjoy that. Like I enjoy doing things with my hands. I enjoy using tools. What I am ready to release is this belief that I am not manly because there are certain things I can't fix or I'm not willing to fix or, not, or I'm not interested in fixing. There's certain things that I don't know how to build. I don't know how to fuck to use a jigsaw, right? And, I'm, and because I don't know how to do that, it means I'm less than a man. I'm ready to let go of that bullshit because it is complete bullshit. That's my list. Those are the seven things, the seven triggers right now that kick in some manliness bullshit. Oh boy, I didn't even talk about bedroom stuff. Wow, that's funny. There's nothing on here about bedroom. Maybe that's because I did an episode um, not too long ago with with my with one of my friends, and we talked about insecurities in the bedroom. Yeah, and I, that's probably where I I like shared all of that stuff. So go back and listen to the episode "Insecurities in the Bedroom," and uh, you'll hear some absolute things around manliness that are connected through the bedroom experience, that intimate sexual experience. Um, but there's definitely things in there about, you know, size. Like, am I, am I big enough? Is this going to satisfy women? Do, do I leave women saying, oh my gosh, that was incredible. I have no words. And I went to heaven and I saw the planets and I met Jesus and I came back down. And, and then they go and share with all of their girlfriends. You need to go and talk to Matthew and see if he'll have sex with you. Like, there's total bullshit like that spinning around in my head and most likely influenced by porn definitely influenced by porn i spent many years watching porn that's where i got my sexual education that's what taught me what being a man in the bedroom is supposed to look like so you can imagine all the sorts of things that have i've picked up from that that's a really interesting experience of mine that I, I constantly find there's still threads of that stuff because I've been working on that porn attachment and those porn beliefs 
and and all of those self-image things and performance things. And this is how a partner pleases, this is how a man pleases his partner and what that looks like. And this is the role that a man plays in the bedroom. And you're supposed to finish this way and you're supposed to make her make her have this many orgasms and make her make these noises and make her squirt and all of those things, all of those bullshit things that you pick up when you are viewing something with a naive mind, with an inexperienced mind, with an immature lens, an immature mind, and you're viewing them through a certain filter. You can pick up a lot of those things. So you can add sex. You just just add sex as my number eight because there's a whole host of things around masculinity that's all tied up in there when it comes to sex. And that's it. I want to leave this conversation there because, again, this was, this was me sharing. This is me opening up. Here's my experience. Here's insight into a male's perspective, this male's perspective, my perspective. And here's me releasing this stuff, letting it go, fucking done with it. I would love to create a dialogue around this. And, and, and this episode, you know, I get a lot of emails and messages from women. And so I am very interested and hearing from you men who are listening right now. Because I know, I know for a fact that you have your own triggers, things that trigger these bullshit ideas of masculinity in your mind. And I know that those triggers are creating a certain experience in your life, an experience in your relationships, an experience in your, your self-identity and how you look at yourself, how you feel about yourself within other groups of men. It's probably impa- <clears throat> impacting your work. It's probably impacting your career. It's impacting your health. I know you have that stuff. And I want you to share. I'm not even going to say I want you to share. I'm creating a space by being the example of, hey, here's my stuff. I got no shame with it. Because I understand that when I release this, I elevate. I become lighter. Right? And I'm looking to show up powerfully as a man in my own definition of manliness and masculinity and manhood. I've defined for myself what it means. I use the phrase beast mode. I use the phrase, excuse me, beast mode to describe what it looks like when I'm showing up powerful as Matthew. And so I'm opening it up, men. If you want to reach out, if you want to connect, if you want to share some of your triggers and those stereotypes that you've had and those things that you've struggled with around masculinity, I would love to to be there. I'd love to support you in releasing those things. You can hit me up, mattcbivens at gmail.com. That's my direct email address. I read every email that hits that inbox. You can also hit me up at Matthew underscore Bivens on Instagram and on my website, matthewbivens.com. There's a number of ways to get in touch with me. And I'm putting out there that together, men and women, you know, we we support shining light on these unhealthy stereotypes. And we support our own process, our own exploration, and our own decision to release those stereotypes so that we can create a different experience, so that we can create a different perspective. Because not only am I walking through life carrying these 
stereotypes and carrying these beliefs for myself and it's impacting me, but it's impacting my daughter. It's impacting Maya. She's watching me. She's seeing how I view and and feel about masculinity. Not necessarily through what I say, but how I behave. She's picking up on those things. And it's getting in and it's, it's, it's writing code for her. And for you out there, if you have a spouse, a partner, a sister, a brother, your parents, your friends, they're all being impacted by who you are being. And who you are being is, is, is indicative of the beliefs that you're holding. So I'm putting that out there. Let's release these ideas of masculinity, these old, outdated, unhealthy, non-helpful ideas about what it means to be a man. And let's adopt new, powerful, loving, caring, connected, emotional, true beliefs about what being a man is. That's what I'm up to. That's what I'm playing for. And I'm holding the space for you as well. So that's it for me. My name is Matthew Bivens. Here is to you having it all. Quick note about the Having It All podcast. I am not a doctor nor a licensed therapist. I'm a guy with a story and a passion for conscious conversation. My thoughts, opinions, and beliefs are my own. So please consult with your doctor or healthcare provider regarding any questions or issues you have related to your personal, physical, or mental health. Does your father know you're listening to this podcast? Well, when you're done, why don't you stop by and check out a show that is 100% dad-approved, Dadages. Hi there, I'm Chad Higgins. If you're looking for useful insights and practical advice you can actually apply to work, family, education, philanthropy, and just life in general, check out Dadages. That's D-A-D-A-G-E-S, wherever you listen to your podcasts.